Hello and welcome to Wonder Pod, episode 293, the John is in Jamaica edition. He seems to be enjoying it too. Is that is it just me or is that more tweets from him while on a vacation than we've ever seen before? Or not tweets, but Facebook photos. Oh ah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say tweets. I have no idea. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> he I, seems to be having a good time. Yeah, well, no, which is which is awesome, given you know where they left. Yeah, I mean, who would go to Jamaica and then have a bad time? <laughs> I'm going to Jamaica just so I can pout the entire time. Well, yeah, but it, I don't know. Don't you think it wouldn't be as stunning to you because you're not leaving? Like he left a very cold climate to a warm tropical one. You're leaving a hot, humid climate to a tropical one with drinks that you're not going to drink anyway with fucking umbrellas in them. I mean, it's it, don't don't you think there's more of a difference? Uh, I mean, they, they have beaches though in Jamaica, and like you can go in the water and like not die, like, <laughs> like not not die from like pollution or like animals. Okay, you know. Okay. <laughs> you're you're overselling the deadly waters of the south a wee bit, but you are correct. But there's not, but there's shark, there's sharks in Jamaica. You better believe your ass there I is. Just punch it in the face. I don't know. Okay, okay, I'm gonna regret this. I bet anything. But how how come you think punching a shark in the face will work, but not a gator? Because gators can roll. Because <laughs> gate well. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but as as I guess over it as Shark Week has kind of become one of the early ones, they had this documentary where they followed a, a bunch of different types of sharks around with a shark robot, basically a shark drone, and they had this footage of a saltwater croc. Which is still altogether a different animal than than a standard southern gator, um, and a and a bull shark fighting, and the bull shark lost. Now, to my mind, some of that had to do with depth, but you definitely don't want to take gators, um, gators or crocs for granted. I gators when I lived in Alabama, we kind of lived a little too far north, but I was always more worried about the snakes than I was gators. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I, I'm kind of like that here. I'm more worried about rattlesnakes than I am mountain lions or bears. I guess, you know, it, it's an easy way to get yourself in a bad situation and be proven horribly wrong in somebody's lunch. But I think it has to do with, I'm convinced I would be able to see a bigger animal like that faster and react better than a snake that can hide just about anywhere. It's not probably the wisest attitude to have because any of them can fuck you up in, a, in any number of ways. Well, Jamaica probably has some sort of snake. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Coral, I, I'd say probably coral snakes. Let's look. Jamaica poisonous. The Jamaican tropical boa. Something like that. Well, again, and I know I'm repeating myself, but... I. I yeah, you do kind of. My time in Alabama, taught working at the university, taught me that you do kind of want to be a little cautious of restrictors. More cautious than I would have thought. I've seen some. I've seen the teeth on pythons and and one uh, anaconda, and they're pretty terrifying looking. Yeah, Jamaican boa, yellow snake. Look at that. Never even been there. Well, you just went off the of South America. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it. But that's a constrictor. See, again, even with what I learned in Alabama, I'm still. I'd still be more concerned about these poisonous motherfuckers than I would the boas. Yeah. Because it looks like they have some kind of rattlesnake. Google Images is pulling up a rattlesnake that looks very similar to the type that lives here. Do you guys have the pygmy rattlers? They had those in Alabama and Florida. Fuck that. Now, the big thing down here is water moccasins. Yeah, fuck them too. We killed a four. We killed, my apologies, animal lovers, but it was... It was in a place where the horses yeah, might have no, got hurt. No remorse. Yeah. No remorse. We killed a four. Four. You, you want to be animal lover in a pit of water moccasins? Yeah, go, go ahead. We're we gonna be real appreciative of you and Peta. We killed a forty-nine inch, which is four foot. I'm not gonna yeah. convert it into metric. Yeah, we we were riding the horses one night, and uh, it was a whole group of us: me, my buddy, him, or who was my roommate, and his girlfriend, and I think there was one or two others with us. That's the night I found out my horse does not like snakes. <laughs> he didn't do anything too crazy, but he, once he knew where it was, he wasn't going back there. I had to get off and have somebody else hold him so I could go help my buddy kill the stupid thing. But we saw that moccasin and one other. And the funny thing was, is that was like the last month I was there. I never, I, I hiked all over the place and fished all over the place in Alabama and never saw any snakes. But that's the thing, though. I mean, you're not a super outdoorsy type, but I've had plenty of discussion with people who are even more outdoorsy than me. If you thought about what could be hiding as you're walking along a trail, you'd never go outside. <laughs> you know, you don't know how many of these things you just pass by and never see. You know what I mean? Of course. No, I, was, I was in Boy Scouts. I <laughs> that doesn't exactly make you bear girls, though. I was in the Boy Scouts and we didn't do that much in the woods how far did you make it i felt like i've asked you that before and, and i forgot i got up to uh life which was one below eagle and then uh, my scout master changed and he hated me <laughs> so he, he was like he wouldn't let me get eagle because i didn't exude enough service <laughs> towards the troop so some bs reason yeah i never was too big a fan well, A, of bringing up politics, which is what this is going to kind of do, and what the Boy Scouts have become. Because even when you were a kid, and definitely when I was a kid, they were not about what some people have tried to turn them into now. You know, I I, I think some of the loonies on the right got their hooks into it. And I, you know, if you're on the right and don't like me saying that, well, then you're probably a fucking loony. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now how I speak, but I I thought it was a, a pretty pretty worthwhile organization when I was a little kid. Of course, that was nineteen or nineteen thirty, but you know, um, <laughs> hell, I, the funny the funnier one to me though is like what you and your girlfriend ran into with the ball of mating snakes or whatever the hell that ended up being. Um, when you see them in places where they shouldn't be. <laughs> well, if you see anything in a place that normally isn't supposed to be, it's freaky. Yeah, I mean, it could be an inanimate object, you know. <laughs> Just being surprised is scary most of the time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny though. What what will spook you and won't spook you? Like I was playing, um, I was playing Counter Strike the other night. And I'm finally playing against humans in casual matches. Apparently that first match I had where that kid called me that awful string of words. 
uh, was just, like, that's the exception. Most of the matches I've been in either, people have been fairly nice to just everybody's quiet, which isn't necessarily helpful in the style of game that is, but this player ran right at me, and it came at me at such an angle as I didn't see them till the last minute, and it scared the fuck out of me. Like, I legitimately yelled. And what was funny to me <laughs> was there's a, 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 I don't know if you've seen this when you've been watching your brother play, but there's a thing called a Zeus. It's basically a taser. And I guess that's like the troll, oh, I'm a cool kid, funny. And if it's done right, it was fun. It is funny. My reaction to the to the person trying to do this to me would have been great if, it, if I'd been recording. Um, but you have to get so close with it that most people either try and jump down on somebody or jump right at somebody to Zeus them. And then it kills them. Um, which mm-hmm. is, isn't how a taser works. Of course, the taser in GTA kills people too. <laughs> but but you, it's that same principle you're talking about that, <laughs> you know, things you're not expecting in normal places will make you flip out a little bit. Uh, I guess let's let's first, how have you been doing with sticking with Mitomo? I think Pat is the only one that's been sticking with it. Because since I've done the same thing five or six times, I've had a harder and harder time logging. I've logged in a couple times this week. Just... Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I just logged on a few minutes ago because uh, one of my friends on Facebook was like, oh, they didn't add me yet. I was like, oh, shoot, you know, I, I haven't been on for maybe about three or four days. Uh, I got the samurai sword, and then after I got that, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to look like. And so I, I didn't really feel a need to, like, get any more money or do anything else to, like, get different clothes, you know. And, like, I had already, I had already answered, you know, over 100-plus questions, so I, I kind of got burned out. So I, I'm pretty close to, like, being not fed up with it, but just kind of like, uh, okay, what else is there to do now? Hello? I was muted. <laughs> I I installed a new well with help. I we installed a new ceiling fan, and I did it because the old one I had the light bulbs were really expensive and burnt out a lot, and it was it was cheaper to get a new fan. Unfortunately, one of the lights in this one has decided vibrating wildly and making a ton of noise. Is <laughs> so I muted while you were talking, and I was paying attention. It just started talking again. And didn't see I was muted. Um, what I was saying though, while muted, God, we're we're getting worse at that. Like we used to be so good about it. Now it's just like we're just like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'll talk. Oh, what? My microphone wasn't working. Well, I got more stuff to talk about. Don't worry about it. Um, I've seen some people on various social media. Obviously, I'm on Twitter more than I'm Facebook and stuff. But uh, saying that they're going to delete it. But I'm kind of hanging in there to see if Nintendo updates it and adds more stuff. Like, once you guys lined me out on what, how to play the Plinko game, now I play that anytime I log in just to see if I get new shit. Um, plus, it's funny seeing the different uh, different me me's falling down and dancing around and being the bumpers and things. So, that's like worth a chuckle for five minutes when I've got nothing better to do and I've got my phone in my hand. But like you said, if you've got the outfit that you're going for, I have to look at yours. Is it what are you wearing? The baguette with a samurai sword? Nah, I just I just have clothes on, just what I would normally wear and a samurai sword. Ah, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I really wanted out of that, though, those like group clothing sets was the baguette outfit. 
you know, so, which I, I already wore that for a week, so I figured I should switch it up because it's getting stinky. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I don't know why that's, I don't know why that's making me laugh thinking about virtual laundry, but it is. Um, I, yeah, I like some of it, but did it strike you that the ninja hoods look more like the sunglasses Doc Brown was wearing in Back to the Future than an actual? Oh, like a like a visor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Yeah, or or Jordy LaForge if you prefer Star Trek. Um, yeah, so so the Mitomo thing is still going. Uh, I think Pat, let me see here. He posted something earlier with it. Um, where'd it go? He's been doing like daily photos on Facebook. He hasn't. Been, he he didn't, he didn't do them every day, but I I thought he had. I thought he had a new one today, and I think maybe either there's been a lot of people posting. I, I I appear to be the only one that has some of these problems with Facebook, but a lot of times Facebook won't update for like like it'll show me shit that happened 17 hours ago after I've already refreshed my home feed, and then sometimes it puts stuff yeah. that was in like five hours ago with stuff that was in like 20 hours ago. Part of it's probably I don't use it enough, but yeah, he posted something. He's wearing some kind of top hat and a onesie furry suit of some type yes that's rather rather interesting so did you see the news that uh ben affleck is gonna direct a standalone batman movie i did it actually might be okay i I think so i mean i'm not expecting to be blown away but i mean based off of how well he did and, you know, other movies he has directed, I think it, it should be fine. Well, as much as I've trashed him a lot, and I don't care, I there are two or three people I'm, that I follow on Twitter who started defending a uh, normal-sighted blind guy movie, um, Daredevil. Hey, and if nothing else, at least the TV series. I have watched a few episodes of the TV series. One person who gave me shit about that, you know who you are. Uh, and the TV series actually does do it a much, much, um, much better job. I still think the superhero is stupid. <laughs> but uh, one thing I think I was happy about with the whole Batman versus Superman thing, and we might have touched on this last week, Batman has had no damage done to him that can't be recovered by another director and another actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's already been through the gauntlet. Right, and so it's... It, well, and, and and Affleck and and the director didn't, like, add anything that's going to be hard to overcome if they go in a new direction. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it it's, it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, so I'm fine with, as much as it may throw some people, I'm saying this, I'm fine if Affleck wants to... Direct a film, direct a, a standalone Batman film, fine. I, it, in my mind, you're still never going to top Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Sorry, you know. Wait a minute, was Nolan, Nolan was the one that did the Dark Knight films, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, well, I get confused, and I thought I went wrong there, and I decided to correct myself before we got any further away from it. Um, there was something else comic, uh, something else related with Batman that I was going to say... Oh, oh, I know. No, it wasn't Batman. I, I get the sense that people are try, partially trying to poo-poo Jared Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad to maintain the 
Heath Ledger as best Joker ever. And the thing is, is if anybody was going to make Joker more how I picture him, people had better be ready for Jared Leto to do so. Don't you think? I mean, he is... I think he's an underrated actor for one thing, and for two, the, the dude has got some chops. I think some of it's because he's got some screws loose as well, but... No, I mean, I think in the trailers that we've seen so far, he looks he looks decent. The laugh is good. I mean, I like that he wears different outfits, you know? That's sort of when, when I think of the Joker, I think of, you know, a very, like, strangely fashionista, you know, just, like, crazy, like, runway clothes. Like, why, <laughs> you know... He, he doesn't really wear clown clothes, but he wears sort of like a hodgepodge of stuff. And I, I mean, I thought the Dark Knight's take on, you know, what the Joker wears interesting. But, I mean, it's nice to see a, a wardrobe. Yeah, because, I mean, Ledger basically just wore the, a purple suit for the most part. And that's yeah. pretty traditional. He had, a little, he had a little vest, you know. Yeah, he did. He did kind of add that, but uh, the stills and what leaks I've been willing and trailers I've been willing to watch of, of Suicide Squad. I just, I just think you shouldn't discount Leto. And two, if you're if you're smart, you'll ignore the internet because I, I I I just get this sense that there's going to be some of that. Oh, we got to prop up Ledger's Joker because reasons, you know. And first off, again, it's kind of like we, we Glace and I were sparing you and not not doing it on the show but we were talking about sports before the before we started the actual show i think it's the same i think i'm getting to that point where when you start seeing different actors do different takes on characters you you just i'm giving up comparing them you know because they bring different things to the role yeah you know? if, if it's the same exact movie you know with the same script you know like a literal remake Mm. You know, then I think you can. But I mean, yeah, if, yeah. It's a, if it's an interpretation of something else, you know, if it's just like the, a Batman motive, you know, an archetype, then uh, it, trying to draw an exact comparison doesn't really work. No, because I mean, you think about all of the three major times that Joker's been in films, which would have been Nicholson and then Ledger and now Leto, they're all three different movies. You know, because even the even the the Batman film that that Nicholson was in wasn't nearly as dark. He was still a little bit more toward the almost Adam West Joker, whereas Ledger was you know was just something completely different. It was definitely you know Dark Knight style Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so I I just I'll be curious to see. I I'm kind of hoping Suicide Squad gets good gets good pub because I think it's going to be an okay film, but Warner brothers and DC are scrambling so bad right now that it, I'm just afraid some good stuff's going to get lost in the shuffle. Also other thing I read and that was the other thing on comic book movies this week, Warner brothers in their infinite stupidity, they had a note on Deadpool, you know, cause the studio gives notes and then directors either fight with them or give up and do what they want. Uh, and this is not a spoiler because I'm not giving you any specifics, but Deadpool is non-linear, right? What do you mean in terms of? Well, the story is not linear. It's they 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 kind of tell it in a non-linear oh, way. Oh, in, in the movie, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Warner Brothers thought that that wasn't going to work very well, and that they should tell it in a linear fashion. And, yeah. yeah, and every you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you agree with a couple? articles i read this week that said if that had been told in a linear fashion it would have been a crap movie yeah i mean that's the whole point of like having the deadpool narrative voice you know 
is that he can like narrate what's going on, you know, because he's talking about it like it already happened. So it makes sense, you know. Right. So like if it was just straight through, it wouldn't make sense just to have like this random voice, you know. And then I did this, and then this happened. This like because it's about to happen anyway. So you you wouldn't you wouldn't have had the, the like I said that narrative voice if you had done it straight through. Well, not only that, but then you don't have the segues into fourth wall breaking that makes Deadpool comics so unique, I guess you would say. You know, because you got to have some kind of setup for him to be able to break the fourth wall in movie form. And I think that nonlinear narration allowed them to do that much easier. You know, I don't know what, I don't know how many times that director had to sell his soul, but Warner Brothers is probably going to let him do whatever the fuck he wants on the next one because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that the first superhero movie that was nonlinear? It may be. Ooh. Let's see. All the Batman, Batman ones have been linear. All the Superman ones have been pretty much linear. I mean, there might have been some flashbacks, but it was it was a flashback trigger. Okay. Yes, I guess uh, the uh, Man of Steel had flashbacks, but yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Do we consider those nonlinear because they're they're a memory of yeah. of events that took place before that the characters having in that moment. I'll give that one half a point towards. Yeah, I guess I guess flashbacks would kind of tip it towards nonlinear, but for the most part, yeah, I I think it I think it might have been, and honestly, he might be the only superhero that could pull that off, just given how the characters made or how the characters been written for so long, you know. <laughs> mm. Because I mean, Batman. Let's let's face it, Batman, Captain America, Iron Man, Superman. You know, it all starts out pretty calm. Bad guy show, bad guy number five shows up, and then shit hits the fan, and then bad guy number five gets defeated. That's not going to work very well if bad guy number five shows up at the start of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think. I mean, I'd love to see somebody prove me wrong, but I, I just don't think it's going to work in a way. But what amazes me is, and, and the reason I bring this up is not to just continue the comic book movie fodder, that really terrifies me that in 2016, studio heads are so stupid that they think linear storytelling is the only way you could tell a story. Still. You know what I mean? And you, you like me, have an appreciation for unique and weird. And I think, I think any time you can get away from a traditional story trope of start, middle, ending, and make it work, obviously it has to be good and it has to work, um, you know, that's a good thing. I, 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 I'm okay with nonlinear. Get it through your heads. But do you think that's true? Do you think Hollywood like tries to steer everything towards linear because that's what the buying public, John Q. public will only understand is linear? Yeah, I mean, I think you have that in Hollywood. You have that in books. You know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of studio heads get worried that it might be too, you know, avant-garde, you know, for Joe Blow's taste. Well, I mean, until you get to M. Night Shyamalamalamalam territory, it's, you know, it's been handled pretty well. And don't get me wrong, I actually like some of his movies that other people consider crap. <laughs> yes, the aliens and water was stupid, but <laughs> it was still an all right film. Uh, you know, it, but that's, I think that's what terrifies him because you every once in a while have these guys come along that do stuff like Shalaman does. And I still said his name wrong. That's why I didn't try saying Shamalama Dingdong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also, it's also too easy to make it into a joke. It's not the guy, poor guy's fault he was born with that name. But, um, 
but uh, I I don't I don't know it. I'm still very interested to see what Suicide Squad does, just from an observer's perspective. Did you see the uh, Doctor Strange trailer? I did not watch the trailer. I, that I have to say, even though I'm not a hardcore superhero f- or comic fan. Well, no, superheroes, I guess. I I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not going to try and figure it out. I'm not the biggest of comic book fans. He's one that just I know almost nothing about. And so... I've never read a Doctor Strange standalone. I mean, I've read stuff with him in it, but he's always, like, just shown up. (laughs) Like, like halfway through, like, oh, by the way, I'm Doctor Strange. I can do all this stuff. Bye. You know? (laughs) I think part of my problem that he is he was kind of drawn with that weird snively whiplash slash pedophile mustache for a long time the the pointy hairstyle yeah Yeah. and it just it just i mean do you know what i'm do you know who i'm talking about with snively whiplash she was a yeah oh of course rocky bowling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay i forget i forget you are an old man in a young man's body yeah i just and once you (laughs) once you think of snively whiplash whiplash you think of muttley and his laughing. And so then I can't take anything seriously after that. It's over. That's not Doctor Strange's fault. But just the way his character is presented, just always. And I saw the still, like the thumbnail when it was being passed around social media, you know? And I just went, nope. <laughs> I just can't take this seriously. I mean, does that not mean that he's a. I, I'm assuming he's like an illusionist, is what. I feel like he's like the good version of Doctor Doom. Oh, John would probably have a better grasp on this than I do, but he's sort of like I mean, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic is like the science versus the magic to Doctor Doom, and then Doctor Doom is like bad magic, and then Doctor Strange is like good magic. If those parallels make sense. I just muted the type of note. Doctor Strange, ask John next week. <laughs> so, so we'll bring it back up. Yeah, the trailer is really good. I think you should watch it. It sort of looks like uh, Batman Begins meets The Matrix, which I think is interesting. I think I'm just kind of in this period. I'm having that problem with games, too. It's like I'm kind of using my YouTube channel now, not so much as I give a flying fuck about views or any of that, but as a learning tool and as an archive of like my moods in gaming. And I've had a hard time... And not because of all the negativity and all the bullshit that goes on with it, but I just I just really had a hard time lately giving a flying fuck about <laughs> nerddom. I'm just not I just not in the right space for it. And I there's nothing in particular. My life has about as normal as it ever gets. You know, I I just I I can't settle in on anything. It's a lot of this stuff's going over my head because I just can't be bothered <laughs> to look at it i'll watch that trailer i did i did go back and catch up on the uh suicide squad trailers because i i guess that's the other thing too that i want something present me something that hasn't been done a thousand times before like they're re, they're rebooting spider-man again it's like fuck yeah that, that's a little um, people complain about oh, another batman it's like no spider-man has had five movies since like 2001 you know what it's it's how many years later you know four, 15 years later five five movies that's a movie every three years you know yeah, yeah i mean if you want if you want me to tangent off onto that i wonder if because they kind of kicked off the whole comic book movie resurgence 
at least in my mind. Maybe you have a different take on it, uh, along with I, the original Iron Man. No, no, Sp- Spider-Man definitely was the, the first. I wonder if they're just hoping a beyond hope that they could just get another one to make them a buttload of money, you know, because the la- the Andrew Garfield's a decent actor, but the, the, the last reboot didn't do all that great. And it's hard to tell off of numbers because, I mean, look at what Superman did. I don't think Superman versus Batman is going to turn a profit. But you had all these people showing up for the car wreck angle. And you had people like you who just genuinely wanted to see it and see what it was. And it was probably harder on you um, because we had talked about it so many times. <laughs> you know, but um, but I just, yeah, I, I saw that headline that they're going to reboot Spider-Man again. And I thought, I don't, I, I'm starting to think that that, that that phrase, reboot, starting to get in the same position as trolling port and all the rest of it. You know, it's like you're starting to get make it to the point where it's not even really a reboot. I don't know. I'm, I I do admit, as much as maybe gaming's not bugging me too much, m- movies are bugging me a lot because the rebooting shit that I or or redoing shit that I just I can't I can't bother with. I'm, you're not ruining my childhood memories. I'm getting old enough now that they're starting to to dip into my formative years, my years of being able to go to the movie theater by myself, and I just. Or with friends and no parents, and fuck you, <laughs> you know, I'm not watching some of these movies because I want to keep my memories of the ones you know from the first time they were around when I watched them. Uh, I don't. I That's don't why know. you just fall in love with really bad movies. <laughs> that way, they're never remade. I don't know. You talk to some of my friends or cinema heads, like the former uh, neighbor Fred, now neighbor lives in Las Vegas. My taste of movies is pretty shit. He's still mad because I thought that because like once again I thought the the uh, second um I can't, oh fuck Boon I thought the second Boondock Saints was an alright popcorn film. I, he still refuses to forgive me for thinking that. I I can't help it. <laughs> it really has to be bad before I'm gonna hate it. I mean I've seen some movies I hate. Don't get me wrong. Um you know but. I just, there's better things to hate than movies that didn't turn out. But that's the other problem, too. I And I wonder about some of these, like Spider-Man, like the first couple Spider-Mans did so well. How do you recapture that level? The Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight Returns did so well. How is, how is Batman, versus Super, or Batman versus Superman or a standalone Batman directed by Affleck supposed to capture that level, you know? I think it'd be nice if for this next Spider-Man, if there was no origin story set up, if it just, we just started and we, Spider-Man was already Spider-Man and he's already doing Spider-Man things, you know, cause I mean, everyone knows about Aunt May and oh, Uncle fuck. Ben Tell me and blah, 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 wrestling, blah, 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 car, shoot, blah, blah. Like we've, we've already, like people know that story better than they know freaking Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve or like, What's another famous story? I don't know. Like, like Moses leading the Jews yeah, out of the like, desert. Like Hansel and Gretel. Like why more people go, know Spider-Man than Hansel and Gretel. I, I don't know. Like the story has been so, done so many times that I just I, like I, I'm not sure if I want to go see another Spider-Man because I don't want to sit through the first 30 minutes of it. Like I might go. I might go get a ticket and then wait 30 minutes. And then go into the theater. I was just about to say, <laughs> wait like 45 minutes in the lobby eating popcorn and then go in and watch the film when it gets into the, like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I my problem with Spider-Man's always been is he was just too clean. You know what I mean? He was always the like goody goody two shoes. And I, I, I know with the the symbiote stuff and, and later stuff, they gave it a harder edge, but it just didn't have the hard edge of like the X-Men or Batman or even some of the Captain America stuff or a drunken freaking billionaire who makes his own robot suit. You know, so Spider-Man just I things have to have kind of an edge to him for me. And not edgy, that's different. That's hipsters trying to be clever and failing fucking miserably. But, um, so I, I just, I, I've seen, I didn't see any of the ones with Garfield, but I saw all the, I've seen all the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and what were there, two or three with him? Two for sure, I know. It was two. Two. It, it, but I, I, I just, I don't know. He just was like, leave it to Beaver of superheroes to me, you know? And, and, and no, no. Who, who uh, Tobey Maguire or other guy? Maguire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Spider-Man's kind of like that, too. It's it's like they, they cast him because of it. And that's nothing against Tobey Maguire. That bastard could be, like, could drink me under a table, be a drunken cursor in his off time. I don't know the man. But it's just, that face is really hard to take. It's, like, you're not going to picture him in Saving Private Ryan. All right? I mean, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, Spider-Man, just in general, the story, I mean, he's, you know, a good student, you know, chemistry, you know, He's also a photographer, like, takes care of his aunt and uncle, you know, like, he's not really, a, you know, like, a, a badass, you know, he, he becomes sort of badass once he gets bitten, but, I mean, it's hard to rewrite that origin without it coming off, you know, mean. I, I think you could make it that the radioactive bat changed his personality, you know, I, it's kind of like Two-Face to me. You know, Two-Face was Harvey Dent, and then he had that horrible accident, and then he morphed. I'm not saying you have to have, have him kicking Aunt May out of five story out out of the fifth floor of a building or anything, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You do have wiggle room with that origin story because do you know the effects of of what what happens when a radioactive arachnid bites you? I'm not talking reality because if it happened in reality, you'd die. Um, <laughs> that's what would happen. It makes me an asshole, but I've always loved those. I've always loved those, like, applying real-world physics to superheroes. Like, if the Flash tried to run from here to New York, he'd starve to death in Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> you know, because it takes so many calories to keep a human body running. I uh, just saw this on on, on a, dude I, a dude I follow. He, he, he has his own little website. It's Jeremy Stratton. Decent dude. Um, Batman the Killing Joke. Uh... It's going to be direct to video, as we've talked about. It got an R rating. Hmm. I'm not surprised by that. Are you? I, I'm not surprised no. Warner Brothers yeah. decided to let that fly after, especially given what Deadpool did for him. I mean, half half of that comic book is just torture, <laughs> like like just flat out, like yeah, word bubbles over like you know a pile of babies. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking of that one panel, you know, where Joker's on the throne of dead babies. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Baby dolls, like. There's no, you can't really like work your way around that. I have to say, there's very few things that truly creep me out or gross me out, but some of the art from the Batman the Killing Joke, it's like it's it's beautifully disgusting. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it's the most beautiful, disgusting thing you'll ever see. I mean, I, I, uh, for a summer project, I painted uh, one of the panels uh, from that from that comic book. 
Uh, it was one of the more uh, not nasty ones, but I mean, I, I, lo I love the art in that book. It's gorgeous. Well, again, it's like me yammering about the, uh, you know, the G.I. Joe where they actually killed off characters. I'm fine with the way things were, but then I'm, I'm okay with a one-off that takes it to a really wild and crazy place. Because we all know how retconning works. <laughs> you know, you can explain away anything. So why not take advantage of that in a good way? Usually they do it in not-so-good ways. And and make it, like, you know, just go with it, you know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, that, that G.I. Joe one, some of, some of the character deaths and some of that was just, ah, it was kind of, eh. But it's probably the best animated fight and I have not watched a lot of Rooster Teeth's Ruby, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that might overtake it. But there's a fight, and I'm not gonna spoil it because it's still out there uh, between Storm Shadow and oh fuck a duck, Storm Shadow is the good is the bad one, Snake Eyes. Between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, that's probably one of the most gorgeous yet brutal like ninja on ninja fights I've ever seen animated. And and it's like, yes, this exists because they understood they could do this as a one-off and then go back to being kid-friendly and so on and so forth, you know. And it's, I just, I'm always going to support and applaud stuff like that. I really probably should look up what the hell that G.I. Joe thing is called. I know it was, I know it's still kicking around the internet if you want to find it. Um, the hell, I just, <laughs> have you seen that the... That UPS and FedEx are the big reason that the VR generation hasn't kicked off yet. <laughs> Sounds like poor. Oh, that, that's that's a scapegoat. My but, goodness. No, that's me saying that sarcastically. I'm I'm not saying that HTC or or Facebookulus has has blamed that blamed the shipping companies for it. I I use that sarcastically to indicate that they're having problems getting their orders out. <laughs> The other thing, and I'm seeing it here on a site that that I use basically for story ideas, and don't don't ever go to their site, so I'm not going to mention them either. Um, the I don't know if you heard this, but Oculus Rift had a bunch of games come out for it that were only supposed to be able to be played on an Oculus Rift, right? And it took the internet about uh, a week, I'd say two weeks, before somebody had found a mod or a patch. Or some way to make them so you can play them on Valve's Vive. <laughs> that would be the problem with trying to do exclusivity on PC. It does not last very long. No. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't even know why they bothered. But what? But the re there was a reason um, I was bringing up, not just because I'm trawling through my Twitter feed, but I, I do think... To bring it up super quickly, and I would like to hear your input on this now that some of them have been out a while. Although some of the people saying that Sony's is going to be the 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 best because of setup are knuckleheads. I do think that that VR is here to stay, and I do think that while it's probably going to take a, a cycle or two for it to become commonplace with every gamer, um. I definitely wanted to take time in the show since it's just you and I and, and, and we're not doing anything too heavy to definitely say that that it looks like it's got enough of a foothold that, that somebody will remain no matter what. And unlike with the Virtual Boy and other attempts at it, that this, this one's definitely going to stick. 
I don't know what what's your, what's your perspective, if any. I'm still waiting for the Oprah moment. The what? I mean, that's, oh. what, that's what that's what got the Wii U going. I mean, we like to joke about it, but I mean, it's it's true though. I mean, once that thing got on Oprah, then it started getting all getting on all the other talk shows. It's like, oh look, I can play tennis. This tennis mini game. Look, I can. And then they start pumping it up. Look, I can exercise with this thing. Oh, there's a balance board. Blah, 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 you know. And then just say, oh, I gotta buy it. I gotta buy it. Where's the hype? Where's the hype? You know. I mean, if this thing was like on Stephen Colbert, you know, or you know, some late night, or like Conan got his hands on one, you know, that, that's all it takes. I, just, I haven't seen any major media outlet, you know, not not specifically gaming related, like get their hands on it and try to show it off. I I, I get where you're coming from. And I think you're right that for it to become fully mainstream, you know, take it away from gamerdom uh, or pure, purely from gamers, then, then you have to do that for its wider applications. But I think you, I think we're a little early in that. I think we're still a little early in that cycle. I think there has to be more of a groundswell because the Wii was doing pretty well and their commercials were 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 hitting with, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Non-Gamer in Iowa before it hit Oprah and all the talk shows. We may not have noticed it at the time, but looking back now, especially since I wasn't really headfirst in the internet when the Wii first came out, um, I think you're definitely right that it has to have that moment for it to become mainstream um, and, and everywhere. But as far as just, at least to me, as far as gamerdom goes, it's not going to flame out like Kinect did, like Move did, like Move will do again when Sony fucks up and their VR goes down the toilet. I'm still not convinced. I have zero confidence Sony's going to keep the keep the wheels under that thing. Because, <clears throat> see, I think Sony a lot of times is like a lot of, a lot of uh, newer people on the internet. You know, they think they do something for five minutes and that they should be instantly famous. And I think Sony wants that Oprah moment right away. And I don't I don't think that tech I don't I, I don't think tech like this is going to instantly get its Oprah moment. I don't know. Do you think it's more likely that a console version of it would get get the you know, as much? Oh, yeah. As... Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm finicky about, you know, messing with a PC, I mean, can you imagine old lady, you know, you know, just a normal person, you know, not not super gamer. They're not going to want to set up doing all that stuff, you know. Oh, am, am I spec'd out, you know? Oh, I need some more fans. <laughs> need some more RAM, whatever, you know. They just want it to get be in a box. You unplug it, you plug it into the wall, whatever is done, you know. I think once you get to that point, then you can start getting the Oprah stuff. Yeah, and see, that's why I, I think it could be in deep shit for an Oprah moment, because Sony is the last fucking company I want I would trust <laughs> with with carrying the torch well, you know, long enough to get know. there. <laughs> well, I yeah, I know I'm harping on it again, but I mean... It, You're speaking to a PS Vita owner here, Bruce. Exactly. Not <laughs> only that, but you've been burned by them too. Yeah, I, I, I just... It's, it's just kind of a shame, because I, I do think, though... And you and I have batted this back and forth a hundred times. I do think, though, that the PC version is... If if Sony fails, and I'm not saying they're going to, I'm just saying I don't have super confidence in that. There's a big fucking difference in that. I'm hoping Sony doesn't fail, because the more the merrier. Um, if Sony falls on its face, I do think 
that maybe not the, the headset makers themselves, but PC part makers, meaning graphics, meaning RAM manufacturers, meaning Intel, uh, to give you names, Intel, NVIDIA, AMD, are seeing that that's probably what it's going to take to sell these. And so they're going to start moving in a direction that they're never going to sell a console, you know, but there's, they're going to move it in a direction where it becomes more open to more people. People like you who can go still buy box A, play with it, and never have to touch anything, you know, even even with a PC. And and let's be let's be let's be honest here. If you made a PC tomorrow that you never had to touch, you just had to turn it on and you could play with your Fap Helmet five thousand and watch porn for like three to five years, that would do even most non tinker consumers just fine. Because I mean that's. That that's an appropriate lifespan. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's never it. PC is never going to be, you know, just plug and play like a console. But I I I actually think that this VR thing is going to make them move a little bit in that direction. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. When it comes down to it, you're gonna have to you it. It's really not even the tinkering at this point. It's the cost. You know, because you you as somebody who doesn't want to touch anything, can go out and buy everything you need to buy to run VR tomorrow. You just have to be prepared to spend close to three grand. <laughs> and that that doesn't translate into Oprah moments. <laughs> you, you know, you don't even get to the potential tinker factor when it's a price tag like that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a little bit over, let's be nice and say like 2,500 to 3,000, but it's still... You know, but I, I, I definitely, as much as, as much as we didn't go nearly as long as I'd like, or probably should have, I'm definitely thinking that it, it, it's, it's here to stay and turn in terms of, of that in terms, it, it just in terms of, I definitely want to try one hour. Yeah. I'm getting to the point where I may have to wrangle. My... I mean, we've been talking about this for like two years and I still haven't gotten my hands on one, you know, it's weird. Talking about something that much and not having any sort of demo. Yeah, that's the that is one of the things, and I think it'd be Facebookulous that'll do it more so than than Valve because Valve seems to have this attitude of we make shit, buy it or don't buy it. <laughs> you know, um, they definitely need to get it get it into a kiosk format somewhere somehow. Now, I I never go into GameStops anymore, so. I there could be demo kiosks for them. But I kind of think, again, to get to the Oprah moment, you kind of more need it at, like, Best Buy and Walmart than GameStop, don't you think? That's more of a place where you may attract a wider audience, at least. Definitely a Best Buy thing. Well, I just uh, another thing that just came across the thing, or came across my, my feed, Sony shutting down production of PlayStation Vita, question mark? Yep. I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they said they're shutting that. Yeah, and that to 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 wrap it up, I, I there's still one player we haven't heard from. I want to see what Microsoft's going to do with with augmented reality slash virtual reality with Hololens. I I got a sneaking suspicion Microsoft's got an ace up its sleeve. Whether it's an ace that's going to fall flat on its face, kind of like, and no, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. It just happened, kind of like. Uh, you know, their Surface tablets did, or Windows phones. Um, and not that they've been utter failures, but they haven't been great. 
I, I'm I, that that tech demo with my Minecraft really really stuck with me, and and you know we'll we'll just have to see what to see what what they do. They're taking a slow approach for a reason, and 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 anytime anybody takes a slow approach. So did you um did you or your brothers get involved in the Doom beta at all? Mm, not that I know of, no. <laughs> Agent K and I have theorized that, that the reason Doom is is regaining or is, is has got this popularity, including the kerfuffle about the art, isn't so much gamers of my age who are trying to relive their youth as it is hipster youngsters <laughs> who who are trying to glom on to a game that was made before they were born. <laughs> I just have you played any of the Doom franchise? How different is Quake than Doom? Not a lot, but that you're kind of answering my question. I mean, it's... I never, I never played, I never played the original Doom. You know, where it's two D, three D. You know, with the guy in the bottom left face. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. I've never <clears throat> played that Doom. Uh, I did play like Arena Quake, which I know was sort of similar in some aspects, but. No, I've never I think I've ever played an official Doom game. Yeah, Quake Arena basically gave you the multiplayer. It's not like there was a ton to ton to write home about with the single player. Um, I don't think I ever played Doom Three. I think I kind of got. Yeah, I, it's just one of those ones that I don't understand. I have a hard time understanding where all this excitement is coming from because it, it, it it's just it's even more. It's even more done for me than like I could see myself playing COD another COD before I would ever bother with Doom or Quake again. You know, I mean, Epic's also doing another Unreal tournament, and I just I guess because of things like Team Fortress, which is not as populated with players as it once was, Counter Strike, some of these others coming out. I guess they think there's a market for it, and because it's got the nostalgia tag behind it and a name that gamers at least know from other gamers talking about, that they're going to run with it and hope to make a few bucks off of it. I can't see the end game here being breathing tons of life back into a franchise and getting five or six more out of it. Can you? This is just kind of like a let's make a few bucks off this because we got the property and call it a day. I, I don't know. There's something about the Doom, the Doom. Love yeah, that I'm nostalgia missing. hype. Yeah, yeah, but it goes beyond that. And like I said, HK seems to think, and I agree with him that it's a bunch of hipsters trying to get trying to get their foot in the door to claim more territory, 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 territory for uncleverness. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just was curious because I don't, I know your bro, I know your little brother plays a lot of shooters, whether you know, no matter what they are. And I was just kind of curious because I, I legitimately know nobody. <laughs> that played in that beta that I at least know personally. I, 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 I like I said, I don't know. And may, maybe that, maybe that's part of my problem right now with, with games is I'm just so, it just feels like a lot of rehashes. That's okay. The Halo fanboys will get to have fun. Cause there's heavy rumors going into E3 that Call of Duty's just going completely. And it's, it's infinity ward again. So it might be a good one. They're completely going like future soldier spaceman with the next Call of Duty. 
And I could I could easily see the Halo fans having it's fun. Just with turning into Halo. Turning into Halo. Well, I mean, in your mind, from the early like you were playing Halo Three, I never did, but you were playing Halo Three about the same time we were playing the original Modern Warfare multiplayer. They're close enough together in time that that you know you should be able to to draw parallels. Aren't they fairly similar on a lot of levels, or or already? <laughs> You mean Halo Three to Modern Warfare One? Yeah, you take take out the rank ups and perks and all that, but just the just the gameplay style. Oh no, not at all. No, not in my opinion. Okay, that's that's fair enough because that, to me, I mean, playing Reach, I guess the reason I look at it as they do have a lot of similarities is like in Battlefield because the bigger maps. And I'm not talking PC. I'm talking console here. I'm talking back to like Battlefield Three, Bad Company Two. Um. You know that you you were always learning new strategies, always learning new angles to to attack a point or whatever. Whereas with Call of Duty and Halo, what Halos I've played, it was just basically learning the maps, like learning the maps cold, memorizing every inch of them, and then once you knew all that all the spots to be at, you know you got better. I guess that's why I consider them similar. But you you you've had much more time with both of them than I have. I've obviously had more time with COD. So so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on that one. I just I just don't see how they're gonna get away with it, <laughs> knowing how the internet works without a bunch of just without catching a shit ton of crap about basically being a ripoff of Halo at this point. So I I don't know. No, Halo Reach is pretty similar. Of Call of Duty, but I mean, the Halo Three is way different, though. There, there's a big difference between Three and Reach. Yeah, I mean, I played the first one on PC when they did that actual port of it, not like today. Um, and and I do remember there being a lot of, if anything, and this is probably gonna make some Halo fans mad. The 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 Halo One on PC reminded me a shit ton of Tribes and Unreal Tournament <laughs> more than it did. Call of Duty, but I'm not like again. I'm not even talking about that the the rank ups. You know, I know Halo Four or I know Halo Reach had you know rank ups and you got equipment and stuff and like like a Call of Duty. I'm I'm just talking about the play style and maps. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm more talking about just like how you move around the maps. You know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that does... Halo Three was a lot slower and more. You had to be a lot more deliberate with what you were doing. You couldn't really like you know. You could retreat, but it wasn't really you weren't it wasn't quick, you know. Right. Uh, Reach sort of sped it up a bit. You know, there was more action going on. You know, more the spawns were a little bit more scattered, more different chaotic action in the middle. Three was very slow, slow paced. And that was the biggest difference for me between the series at that time was I, when I wanted to play Call of Duty is because I wanted to go really fast. You know, I wanted a match to last like five minutes. You know, I wanted to throw a grenade, bounce off a wall, bounce off another wall, boom, explode. Just happens over here. Oh, now someone has a someone has a helicopter now. You know, crazy stuff. And then right. Halo Three was like really slow. You know, Halo <laughs> Moon Hop. You know, bounce. Oh, now I'm gonna bounce up to this part of the map. Bounce. Oh, right now I'm set up. Oh, pistol that nobody in any game would put up with today. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, three, three didn't have the pistol. Three didn't have the pistol. That was only two. Was that two? I thought that I thought they put something similar to it in three. At, no, three, after, three. They they nerfed it. Oh, did they nerf? Okay, okay. So no, no OP pistol. 
The people that already been pissed. You know that you know you you talk about speed, and that has been the most surprising thing to me about Counter Strike, at least the global offensive version. I mean, I played a lot of what's known as 1.6, which was the original. But and and I'm not trying to sell anybody on it. It's still very much Counter Strike. It's very much again learn the maps, learn the the move points. There is something to be said for learning what angles work and don't. And there's some times where you only have to be off a tiny bit and an angle doesn't work for, for gunplay, for a lot of things. But what, what struck me as funny, Glaze, is as I play have played more matches against people, or, you know, not, not finally braving the mortal ox of the internet, you actually go a lot slower in that game than any YouTube video shows it. Going super fast actually does, at least so far for me, does me more, gets me in more trouble than taking my time and, and, and being very methodical and deliberate in my movements. And I was kind of surprised by that. Obviously, you can't be creeping around the map. <laughs> Some people do that. Some people just sit on the edges of the map and creep around and this is their area and, and you know, fuck you if you don't like it. But I was actually kind of kind of surprised because it feels like it feels like a lot of cases, even though you're on little tiny maps and you're doing very similar things. And like you said, the only thing that's that's bugged me about casual is usually I've got to play Dust Two like three times before finally we vote for another fucking map. <laughs> you know, there hasn't been a match I've joined yet where it's not like, oh, we're playing Dust Two. What a fucking shocker! It's because everybody knows every inch of the damn map. And honestly, yeah. honestly, if you're if you're brand new at it, it's kind of nice because then you know that you're going to be playing a map where you can you can focus on doing other things. Um, but I I kind of enjoyed it for that reason because I'm so used to like okay, got my kit, spawn at sea, you know, even battlefields decently fast, and you know, spawn at spawn at sea. Okay, we're attacking B, yada yada yada. You know, I'm going to take one of three paths. I'm running at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> You know that's speaking to that. We'll 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 no we'll try and keep from boring the audience that too much, but uh, too much longer. But the uh, I saw two videos in the last two weeks giving opinions, and I'm not saying their opinions are wrong, or or I have a problem with them. Um, and if I could remember which fucking I can't, I definitely can't remember who the one YouTuber was. It was just one that you might be interested in on my YouTube page. But the other one was actually a YouTuber I've I watch a watched a bit. Uh, I want to say it might have been Matimio. I think it was Matimio. Either Matimio or Doom Two Four Nine. I forget. Either way, both of them are good YouTubers. Talking about why so many people want a Bad Company Two, another Bad Company game, and in both instances. They went at it from the angle they couldn't understand it because of how bad the multiplayer was versus, like, Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. <laughs> Are you not shocked at all that people, that a lot of gamers don't get why people like you and I want another bad company game? <laughs> because it has fuck all to do with the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess no one plays story mode anymore. I mean, we had a discussion about this a while back. Well, we have. Yeah, we've had plenty of discussion about, oh, I never play story mode. But it was just, I guess it was just confirmation of people, you know, even people who aren't trying to be a dick. You know, this dude was genuinely like, especially the, the one that I threw out the two names, he was genuinely trying to figure out. And he was bringing up good points of why the multiplayer in, in Bad Company 2 could be seen as less than ideal. 
Um, probably the only point I didn't agree with him on was the, uh, you know, house collapsing on a whole squad of people. It happened to me a lot of times in Bad Company too. but to watch it once happen to somebody else, it would keep you laughing for a week. I mean, you remember that? You, but I, I, I love that. I, I loved having the, the total destruction. I mean, you could completely level a map if you wanted to. You know, there, there's no reason to do that, but if you wanted to run over every house, you could run over every house, you know? It was a strategy. Yeah, well, apparently now that seed is a bad thing because, because you know, it doesn't take any skill to squish people with a house. Well, if you're so... I mean, I probably got killed maybe twice by falling houses, but we all know my memory's not the best, but I don't remember it being that big a deal to just go flying out a window or flying out a wall when you heard that groan start. <laughs> you know? I don't know. How many times do you, do you recall getting squished by a house? I mean, a few times. I was usually on the second floor, and I couldn't make it out a window in time. You know, it, it wasn't. It, it didn't happen that that much. You know, you could tell when the house is about to come down. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's because both three and four went with the they call it levolution, and that is the dumbest name in the world. The more controlled destruction, four especially. Four, there's only, I mean, you can blow holes in buildings and things, but there's a lot, a lot of the destruction is very, I wouldn't call them set pieces, but it's very staged and controlled. But I, I, I have to believe the bigger thing is, a, a much bigger thing is, is the fact that not many people played the story. Because that's, yeah. I mean, if, if a new one came out with all of us, that played it at that time, scattered on multiple different, you know, platforms. And while the start of maybe multi-platform gaming is is going on, there's still a lot of resistance and still a lot to be seen what will end up happening in total. Would you would you actually bother playing with the multiplayer much, or would you buy it simply for the single player? I think it'd be both. I mean, I, mean, I enjoyed the multiplayer, so the whole experience for me, for two, was enjoyable. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it was Matimio. I looked it up. Why do battle? Why do gamers want Battlefield Bad Company Three? And it was Matimio. Matimio is. I've watched him with uh, like other YouTubers that I kind of I, I get a kick out of. Dude is like the nicest guy in the world. I, at least that's what he comes off as. I, I'm not making any claims. If you hate the guy, then fair enough. Whatever. You're not me. But but it it was it was a well thought out. Um, it was a well thought out video because I th I think the dude was generally not sure of what the hell was going on, you know. But um, but at the same time, he just there's a lot of things that he missed, and it it's not due to ignorance or trying to be a. You could watch it sometime if you want. Uh, there's the link. Uh, it it wasn't due to ignorance or trying to be cool, you know stud fps guy it was just it was like genuine questions of he, that he didn't really understand why anybody would want and in a way i guess that kind of makes me feel bad because it's like well that tells me it's probably never going to happen <laughs> because but i guess i guess we'll i guess i'll ask you this question then okay so let's say it was still that great single player that you and i both loved you know the same characters same kind of storyline i mean i played i played both of them I only played the original Bad Company in single player, and that was while I was working at that one ranch and didn't have internet worth of shit or time to multiplayer game. Um, but if it was an if it was a the same same things we loved about the single player, but the more modern 
multiplayer, would you be okay with that? Because I think that if, if we ever got it, that's probably what it would be. It wouldn't be back to the smoosh everything multiplayer. That would be fine. I mean, I don't. Did you play back? Did you play four at all? Uh, four was the one that just came out. Yeah, yeah well, just came out like three. Well, yeah, it was the Xbox One release title, right? No, that was Hardline. That one for you. I played that beta. I can't believe some of the hardcore... I can't believe some of the people that actually played that game. It was not three, good. 3 was on 360 that three. I... Yeah, that's the last I was, one. I get we, 3 and 4 confused. Yeah, 3 was the last one we kind of played as the WPO group. Especially you, me, and Pat before before Pat's son was born. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just down to Pat and I when the Battlefield Vietnam DLC came out, but... Um, but yeah, 3 was 360. I guess, yeah, I don't think it was an Xbox One launch title, but it was it was on Xbox One. I want to say I want to say 13 or 14. It's been out a long time. Yeah. And it's still kind of I don't know about on consoles, but it's still kind of shitload of people playing it on PC. Well, and a part of that's due to the fact that Hardline was not very good. I played a few rounds. It, it, it was all right. I mean, the, the maps didn't really do it for me, you know? I mean, because I didn't really like having the destruction stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the game's fault. It was just, I don't know. I just kind of didn't do it for me. You mean the evolution that I was talking about? You weren't really too crazy about all that? Yeah. Believe it or not, that came out in October 29th, 2013. That game is three wow. years old. Wow. <laughs> I have to say, out of all the crap that's going to happen at E3, because not only because I'm building a new PC, but also because I really... I don't know why it did it for me the second time around. I mean, the catalyst was Agent K. is always going, hey, dude, it's really cheap. Let's buy it and play it for a few days. <laughs> and then I kind of got back into it. And I don't know why it hooked me the second time around, because I had zero interest in it when it came out. Three just... I don't know. Three just... I just didn't have that much fun with it. And I think part of it was because, you know, the the crew that had been playing was going their separate ways. You were kind of finishing up college. Pat had a kid. Carlos was off being Carlos somewhere else, you know. I mean, that kind of thing. While G played with us, he just, he wasn't that into shooters. You know, uh, I, I, I just, three didn't, after three, I just really didn't, I wasn't that interested in four, but I, I really enjoyed it uh, here this early this year or late last year when I was playing it and when Agent K and I picked it up, you know, and so I, I, I'm curious what they do next. They go war, war one. I'm definitely buying it just because I want to see that multiplayer. I want to see modern gamers try and deal with war, war one style weapons. I don't think they're going to go there. If you hadn't heard, that's one of the heavy rumors. I think that's why, I think that's the other thing why I didn't, didn't really care about Battlefront so much. It, you know, obviously the lack of single player was my big gripe and grinding point, but dice games, and this isn't this isn't a knock on dice, but dice games are always pretty similar. You know, I think, honestly, I don't think Hardline was that bad a game as far as mechanics go. I don't think it had a lot of bugs, but it felt a lot like Battlefield 4 in the beta, so a lot of people said, why in the fuck don't I just play Battlefield 4? What helped Battlefront was the fact that it was Star Wars. I mean, I don't know. You played Battlefront. Did did it still feel like a, a Battlefield game, kind of, to a certain extent? Mm, not really, no. The, the third person really... Oh, yeah, we did talk about that, that the third way. person. I mean, you don't really have traditional vehicles 
uh, all the game types aren't there. So it, it felt more like Battlefront than it felt like Battlefield. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I just, I couldn't, couldn't shake that feeling that it, that it, uh, that it felt too much like, it just felt too much like every other Battlefield Battlefront game. <laughs> and, uh, but again, that was, that was a minor complaint. If it had, had a fleshed out single player that took advantage of the even redone Star Wars universe, by redone meaning Disney did away with the expanded universe until they need it again because they're going to whore out 27 movies before 2020. <laughs> they're going to fucking ruin the franchise in ways Lucas never thought about. Six movies. Six movies between now and 2020. Oh my. I don't know what I'll be doing in 2020. I don't know if I'll still be alive in 2020. <laughs> But if I am... Anyone will be alive in 2020. Good point. The Mayans <laughs> might come back on spaceships and kill us all. Uh, or Putin will ride the North Korean dictator into town. Um, as his mount. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of uncertainty in four years. Live today, gone tomorrow. But anyway, stupid jokes aside, if I hear one iota at any point heading towards 2020 of George Lucas come save us, I am going to go postal slash nuclear slash whatever amount of rage you've ever heard me do before on the internet in every format I can find. Because I just, I, it's like we talked about last week. I just can't see how it doesn't get oversaturated. Six movies in four years. You were talking about it with Spider-Man earlier. How does a franchise survive that? You know, what's it going to be then? No movies till 2030 <laughs> to, to let everybody recover or get a new crop of... embargo? Yeah. <laughs> we have a surplus right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, too, I think some of what's helping Star Wars movies, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it, it helped the prequels as much as the internet hates them. You have a new crop of nerds coming along at various stages, not just young kids, but but various stages, you know, below, like below the Glacinator line, let's say. And I think that's probably helped, um, you know, help the Force Unleash and this new one that, that that's coming out, the standalone. I just don't know if it's going to be able to write out six movies between now and 2020. <laughs> Maybe enough. Maybe enough new nerds will fall fall in line <laughs> that it'll that it'll be okay. But no, I I did show my uh, girlfriend the uh, trailer uh, the other day. What the hell's that one called? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue uh, One. And I was like, oh, so what do you think? I was because I, I mentioned that I had mentioned her on the podcast, like in terms of like you know more broad fans, like or is it too much? You know? Right. It's like so. Like, are you excited for this movie? She's like. I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> why? Who are these people? Like, so I'm like, uh oh. Well, I told you why my sister went with me, right? When I, when I saw it. Why? Um, I texted my sister. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go see the new Star Wars. You want to go see it with me? Just, you know, my sister and I don't hang out a ton. And I was like, hey, I'm, I kind of always feel like a goof going to the movies by myself. I shouldn't, but I do. And so I'm like, hey, you want to go? You know, you want to go see the new Star Wars movie? And she didn't answer me for a while. Like, my sister is like a texting machine. You know, she's one of those people. Oh, you put a hands-free, you put a hands-free mount in her car so that she's not distracted while driving. Oh, yes, she is. She's just talking to the fucking car rather than the fucking phone in her hand. <laughs> one of those people. Um, 
But anyway, and so I'm like, wow, she didn't answer me. Huh, okay. And I wasn't really expecting her to want to go. It's a sci-fi movie, not her kind of shtick. And so she texted me back like two or three hours later. Yeah, you know what? I'll go. Okay. And so we're riding to the thing and I'm like, yeah, I didn't think you'd want to go, but I thought I'd text you, you know, just see if you wanted to, just for the hell of it. And she goes, well, I really wasn't going to until I saw a, a commercial for it. And then, which is what, I got news for you. Non-nerds call everything commercials. Trailers, teaser, teaser trailers, shit actually on TV. <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, oh, and I saw a bunch of the original characters were in it. So then I wanted it to go. And she enjoyed it specifically because the original characters were in it. You know, which I do have to admit, you know, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up for another reason. You know, I, I, I harped a lot on the original characters need to be just kind of phased out as fast as possible to get into the new characters and off to the races. I, maybe that isn't, maybe that, that isn't the best strategy if you're looking to make money, given my sister, your girlfriend, <laughs> maybe to keep nerds happy, that's a good strategy, but for overall raking in the billions, like Disney needs them, <laughs> Maybe a few old characters hanging around, um, you know, is is probably a better thing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. I I have to admit, I was I was. Were you surprised by the fact that she wasn't interested in Rogue One and had you know you guys had all kinds of pictures and had all kinds of fun at the at the at, the, at Unleashed? I mean, because that concept just never crossed my mind that you get this tie-in market off of people who remember Luke Lay and all that. Yeah, I mean, I thought she'd be excited for it. You know, it's another female lead, you know, and she likes, you know, Death Star stuff. But she was just like, I don't know who anyone is, you know, so. I have to say, I am looking forward to 8 for one reason. To see how they write Luke. How that whole tutelage thing goes on. Because one of my favorite bits out of Star Wars is, and not just because Yoda's awesome, but... Was was Yoda and and Luke in a Dagobah swamp? That's probably one of my favorites, even over Kenobi. One of my favorite chunks of of the original trilogy. And so I'm kind of I'm not gonna be upset if they can't capture that magic again, but I'm kind of hoping that they do. You know, probably the 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 end of the movie was probably my was probably the one that made me nerd the most. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, the opening shot of episode eight will be Ray getting back into her X-wing, <laughs> waving goodbye to Luke, still on the they, island. If they fucking, if they fucking, <laughs> if they fucking do that, I will actually join the pitchfork and torch crowd. I don't know. I don't know because the the asshole in me thinks that is so funny. Like you're laughing, and that that kind of hilarious. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine the rage people would have? Like, I mean, the, I'm talking about the fade-in shot is, like, Luke waving goodbye. Like, <laughs> Okay, so like let's... The, the, the star pan-down shot, you know, the... And it pans down. And it's, you know... And like, she's... Later, like, Ray. <laughs> like, she's off, and then for the rest of the movie, she mentions these little tidbits of knowledge he gave her. Like, he's never seen again. He's just... It's just little mentions of him. And maybe yeah. another crazy dream sequence that like 4,000 fucking different conspiracy theories, well, not conspiracy theories, but theories and, and slowed down still fuzzy stills have popped up on the internet since. Let me ask you something though. If they did that, 
Now I want him to. You are a horrible human being. Now I want him to do that as much as I wanted the other thing a minute ago. Now I'm torn between which I want more. If they did that, and for those of you freaking out, they're not going to do that. I I think they've learned. I'm still gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh even Take harder. Take some cues from Deadpool. Make it non-linear. Um. Yeah. Make it the, the end of the movie shows the shows the training montage. Um. The the karate kid style training montage. But uh, if they did that, would that immediately put those three movies below the prequels? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Would they actually be more hated than the prequels if they did that? No matter what the rest of the film was, no matter what episode 9 was. Oh, I am going to be happy for the rest of my life if you get one nerd, even if we never know it, if you get one nerd nervous about that happening, Glacinator, you will be the evil genius to end all evil geniuses. Oh, boy. That would be that would be hilarious. It would be fucking evil. I might even like I said, I'd probably join the pitchfork and torch crowd. Yeah, I don't I don't know has nothing to do with being a female lead. I, I from the trailer I've seen from the trailer, uh the lead looks awesome. I just don't know I don't know, there's a, something off to me about Rogue One that I'm not I'm not convinced on it yet. Not because Disney's trying to crap these out in that time frame we were talking about. I it just I know where it's I know where in the timeline or the the now the now accepted universe it's set. I just I guess my problem is is I I feel like they might tread over ground we've already seen too much, and I don't mean in the way that <laughs> that Unleashed did. Do you get do you kind of understand what I'm what I'm meaning there? Why my hesitation on this movie or or my nuts as usual? Do what? I I just given the time period that Rogue One set in, I I have some I have some hesitation about it being not a rehash of stuff we stuff we already know about. I guess would be a better. No, way I, I think it'll, it'll be all new stuff. Really, even yeah. given in the time period when it's when it is. I mean, there'll be mentions of things, but I think it'll be fairly fresh. I hope it is. I just just there's just some some little thing in my head that just has me worried about that. I can't even really quantify why or, or what, where it came from, but it just, I don't know. I just, I'm leery about it. I, I, I definitely think I'll be, I'll read a couple review, non-spoiler reviews. I mean, I, I had tickets to go see, um, you know, unleashed immediately as, as well. I didn't pre-order them or anything, but as soon as I had a free day, what was the, what I see it two days after it came out, I never see movies two days after they come out into theaters so i i'll 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 have to wait on rogue one i I definitely i definitely like the female lead don't get me wrong and i'm not saying that to pander i don't give a fuck i think i've already said on the show twice i'm not gonna watch the ghostbusters reboot and has fuck all to do with all women cast that has everything to do with ghostbusters was made in 1980 whatever for me end of story (laughs) oh well for a show about nothing we Seinfelded it tonight. I think we did all right. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, John will be back with us next week, and since I have notes, we will ask him about Dr. Strange, so we'll probably talk a little bit about comic books. He may be able to save us with info that Glacinator and I obviously don't have. 
<laughs> Can you tell? I'm starting to, th I think I'm starting to finally, finally have a concrete picture of what John's place in this trio is <laughs> to save us from ourselves when we don't know what we're talking about. Um, but if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything we rambled on about in this show or uh, previous shows, We've got a crap ton of ways you can do that. First off is Facebook. Everybody's got a Facebook. Uh, shoot us a friend request. It's WonderPod Online. Uh, all one word, WonderPod Online. You know, unless you're an obvious spammer, we'll accept it. We also have a Twitter account. It's at WonderPod Online. All one word, at WonderPod Online. We have a website. It's WonderPodOnline.com. WonderPodOnline.com. Uh, pretty much me posting there these days, which means that I post the podcast there, which means that... For you lovely people that want to listen to it on a web browser, uh, I post an embedded player. Done it since day one. They're kind of a dinosaur these days, but I still like it. It's a really simple string of code, so I keep doing it. Also, some of my silly YouTube videos on there, so you can watch that. Which leads us into YouTube channels. Glacinator's got one, and the WonderPod Online YouTube channel's got some older videos. The 36Wii YouTube channel packs great clips from different... Uh, Xbox One and Nintendo and other games you should go watch that. The What Chris Does YouTube channel and the Olivia Made This YouTube channel. Two awesome filmmakers who are who've got some great stuff on there. Uh, let's see, I did that, did that, did that, and got an email address. It's Wonderpod at WonderpodOnline.com. Wonderpod at WonderpodOnline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at or I G I M. You can't follow Glacenator on Twitter because he only tweets once a year. So until episode two ninety four, when John will be back. <laughs> I'm out of here. See you, people. See ya. <laughs> did you get screwed up by the timing? Yeah, again? I did. I, I, I was like, oh, what does John say? <laughs>